One of the most critical parts of any story is timeline. As an investigative reporter, I use timelines for all of my stories. It tells me who, what, when, critically when, but it also covers where and can help guide my research. The same is true for timelines in the case of homicides. But in the case of homicides, it's more critical because timeline can determine everything from time of death, last meal, last place somebody was seen, who they were with, when. It can provide a window into who might be a witness or a suspect people who didn't even know that they knew something might have their memories jogged by a timeline. And so I just wanted to walk through it because I don't know if it exists in a place where people that are interested in Brittany's case can come and sort of hear how everything rolled out. So there's been some new evidence that has come to light in the last couple of weeks, and I will get to that. But I think it's important just to start from the beginning. And for me, timelines start before um, the event. So in this case, going all the way back to 2003, um, as a bit of background, Brittany uh, was murdered in her own home in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, the medical examiner and police department, Tulsa Police Department, put her time of death around the 27th, 28th of September, 2004. And that's just based on from everything that I have been able to read, access, um, or speak to uh, investigators, forensic specialists, and also Maggie, Brittany's mom, um, who I spend a lot of time talking through this with, that's based on the last time that Brittany was seen. So the, as I said, there's new evidence in this case, but let's start with the timeline that we know. So going back all the way to 2003, Brittany had moved from Tulsa to go to school at her mom's alma mater in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is Eckerd College. Now, she was only there for a year, and uh, her father lived in um, St. Pete. Um, I believe uh, at some point her brother had lived there as well, and as I said, it was Maggie's alma mater. She had friends um, that she went to school with, but this is part of the timeline that needs to be fleshed out a little bit more um, because it's important when thinking of the totality of the evidence. Is it possible that someone from Florida uh, knows something or um, has insight into maybe what was going on in Brittany's life that we don't know about or that her mom doesn't know about? So, in 2004, in May, Brittany moves back to Tulsa from Florida, and she had just finished up her first year 
of uh, college studying chemistry. And at this point in time, Maggie, her mom, was in the middle of moving. So Maggie lived in Tulsa, but was in the process of closing down um, one residence in, in the process of moving to another. So instead of staying between places with her mom, Brittany stayed with a friend of, of hers. Um, and I won't name the friend, but uh, Maggie knew the family, um, had been a friend for a long time. And so she stayed with her friend while her mom was kind of packing up and doing the moving and Brittany was getting reacclimated to Tulsa. Then in June 2004, Brittany gets a job. So she is still in Tulsa. She is still staying with a friend and her family. And she starts working at an Applebee's restaurant. Now she is stressed out about it, Maggie tells me, because she's, you know, she doesn't like the service industry. Um, in part, it's just she doesn't like the the stress of the work, but, you know, just people and personalities. So she sticks it out, but, yeah, she was starting to just kind of not like the personalities of some of the people um, around. She never gave any specific names, but uh, Maggie did tell me that it was just sort of, you know, a pain in the ass. Um, in July of that year, she's still working at Applebee's, still st- sticking it out, um, and she starts taking classes at Tulsa Community College. And Tulsa Community College has several campuses, and the main campus is just north and east of kind of the downtown area. There's also a downtown campus, and Brittany had taken classes at both. And at this point in July 2004, she is still living with her family's or her friend's family, um, and Maggie's getting more and more settled into her home now in Chandler. So at some point, Maggie just tells Brittany because she's stressed out over working at this Applebee's job, you know, just quit. Just, you don't have to work. You can just go to school. So Brittany, Brittany goes ahead and does quit that job. But Brittany's the kind of person and was the kind of girl who worked, you know, even though she didn't really need to at that point and just could feel free to focus on her studies. So she did quit her job at Applebee's. And I'm going into this because it's important, right? When we think about what she was doing or where she was, you know, the service industry is a whole other kettle of fish. If you know about it, you know about it. It can be fraught with um, a lot of turnover. Uh, There can sometimes be, and I've worked in the service industry years ago, there can be some sketchy people. Brittany did quit this job, but Brittany being Brittany um, decides to get a new job at Cheddar's. So Cheddar's is another, um, I don't know if it's still a chain or not, but I think it is. Anyway, so she gets this other job at Cheddar's. Maggie told me that, um, you know, she's still going to classes. 
studying chemistry. And Maggie told me that she had only gone to, I think, a training in maybe one of the shifts, and she was just unhappy at that restaurant as well. So we have a few different things going on right now between May and July of 2004. Now, keep in mind that Brittany was murdered in September. So between May and July, we have Brittany moving back to Tulsa in with a family of a friend that she knows well and that Maggie knew. She had gotten a job at Applebee's. So she's interacting with people in that space. She's interacting with people in um, just Tulsa in general. Again, setting up a bank account, doing all the things that you would just do, running around kind of getting ready to start back to school. So we have Applebee's as a space that she's living and working in. We have Tulsa Community College as a space where she has you know, been going to school and um, showing up and people seeing her, her seeing people who, you know, who noticed her? Did somebody, did somebody notice her? Is there anybody that remembers during that time? Brittany was very in, very much into the, um, you know, chemistry and the sciences. And so she spent a lot of time in those classes. And then now we have a third, another space, another space where she can interact with people at Cheddar's, which is the, the, another restaurant. Now, granted, she did only spend a couple of days there, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter. You know, it only takes, it only takes a day. It only takes a moment um, for somebody to notice her. Did somebody notice her? Did, did she notice somebody that, that bothered her? So we have these three different spaces going on and all the while, you know, she's running back and forth um, to school and her mom's new house. So she's covering a lot of ground in the first few months she's back in Tulsa. In July of 2004, um, Maggie starts helping uh, Brittany look for apartments. So she's in full apartment mode looking for a place because even though she has started taking a few classes, classes really start in earnest at the end of August. So Brittany moves into Glen Eagle's apartment complex and this is at 9407 East 65th Street. And this apartment complex is one that has many, um, many buildings. And if you look at it on Google Earth, you can kind of pan around the area. And there's several buildings uh, that are clustered along this one street. And the apartment complex and her apartment actually faced over a sort of open space to the back of the apartment through the um, double doors that led out onto her second story apartment balcony um, was a, um, a storage unit. Also in the neighborhood was uh, her high school where she had gone to high school. And so when they chose that location, and again, this is in 2004, Maggie had done her due diligence and looked into the neighborhood and, you know, it was determined to be safe and doing just sort of a quick 
historical data um, poll of crime rates and things in that area. It absolutely was, you know, a safe area. And there'll be more about the apartment complex, but we, we will come back to that whole situation. So she moved in um, in August of, of 2004. Okay, so her apartment, it's just a regular, you know, apartment complex. She is, again, on the second floor, and there is a balcony with double doors. There's also from some of the early police reports um and this is something that maggie and and Brittany didn't notice there is an attic space it would be accessible to management i would imagine um for any sort of maintenance or things like that now i've heard conflicting reports actually from maggie and then also from um one of the former detectives and there's been a few about whether or not this attic was actually connected to the other apartments. So meaning, was it a common space between a group of apartments or was it walled off and there was just one attic space per apartment? So I'm not really clear on that. The fact remains though that that's creepy as hell um, and that that is a place where somebody could have uh, you know theoretically been waiting i mean we this is not unheard of <laughs> it's happened before in unfortunately in um assaults and and homicides in september of 2004 is when school really gets started not long after she starts back to school in september Brittany gets a call from a, a good friend of hers that is in Texas and she and I'm not going to name the friend um, but she calls Brittany and and says that she had been assaulted and Brittany being Brittany and wanting to help and be there for her friend um, drove to Texas and was was there to sort of help her through it Um, now it's it's interesting because Maggie didn't find out about this trip. I mean, she knew about the trip in 2004. She knew in September 2004 that Brittany was going to Texas to see this friend. But because it was an assault, it was an acquaintance, an ex-boyfriend who had done the assault on the, um, not an acquaintance of Brittany's, but an acquaintance of the victim. Um, You know, Brittany didn't want to worry her mom so she didn't tell Maggie what the trip was for. So Maggie just thought at the time that it was, you know, Brittany going to visit this friend. And it wasn't until, I mean, maybe last year um, that that friend contacted Maggie and said, you know why Brittany came down here, right? It's because I was assaulted. And so, again, it's just sort of the kind of person that Brittany was. She wanted to show up and be there. Um, for her friend so now if we go back to her first uh, coming back to Tulsa we've got several places where Brittany is now active she had been active in a work environment in both an Applebee's and Cheddar's she 
is active in school. So a couple of the different campuses at school. She is now in an apartment building that has, you know, many apartments in it, um, workers, neighbors, uh, mail carriers, whoever. So she's operating in all of these different spaces, being visible, just living her life. And what's important to me about this Texas part is that the reason for her going to Texas was because of an assault. And that adds sort of a, an interesting veneer to that trip. Could somebody have not liked that she went to help a friend? Maybe somebody caught, you know, her in their peripheral vision and sort of decided they were going to follow her back to Tulsa. These things sound bananas, but you have to play that out. You have to play out all of the possibilities. And it is possible based on that trip, maybe somebody saw her. Um, And with the new information that it was not just a fun, you know, girls trip, that it was one that was fraught with, with abuse um, and dealing with the the byproducts of abuse, um, you know, it puts it into a new light. So, so now we have this side trip to Texas. So, and and that to me is important as well. Um, when we think about Brittany's exposure to a broader geographic area. And that brings the timeline up to September 27th, 2004. And this is the last day that Brittany was seen or heard from. Um, As far as we know, Uh, it was the last day she was seen going to school. Um, It's the last time she had contact with her mother. I want to go into this day um, a little bit deeper. Um, And I think that I'm going to put that on the side for a moment because of the new information that's sort of coming out. Um, But I wanted to give a sort of background into the timeline that led up to the actual day of. So if you were in Tulsa, um, you know, if you went to Tulsa Community College in 2004, if you worked at Applebee's in 2004, if you lived at the Glen Eagles apartment complex in 2004, if you went to Union High School um, during that time period or with Brittany, if you uh, worked at Cheddar's, if you went to Cheddar's, if you bumped into her at a store, you know, putting yourself back into what was going on in your life in 2004 in Tulsa where you were just going about your day, it may jog your memory. It may take a moment or two, but think about those places, Applebee's, Cheddar's, Tulsa Community College, downtown, main campus. And there's been a lot of people that have come forward, but more more information is needed. So, you know, just try to take a minute and think back to that time period in your life and where you were and where your path may have crossed with Brittany's. 